when you're tempted. Today we discuss it again, and Chad has a question about this. But first, Lord, thank you for this wonderful program and wonderful day. I pray you'll bless your people with your word and strengthen your people. And to you be the praise, and God's people said amen. So, amen. when tempted, how do we win? Now, you had a question that of something I said yesterday. Yes, sir. Okay, because I was maybe talking a lot. <laughs> I love it. No, okay, no, go, please, go please. Um, so, y you started off, again, thank you for the opportunity, sir. Uh, in Luke twenty-two forty, you provided the answer, really the pillar for us to be free from temptation, and that was... Or how to win, yeah. Yeah, and how to win over it, because right. we will all be tempted. Of course. Just like the Lord, like you brought yeah. up, he was right, tempted at right. all points. Uh, but verse 40, it says, when he, when he was at the place, he said unto them, pray that ye enter not into temptation. Right. So your main point was prayer. Correct. Prayer is the fuel that gives us the ability to win over temptation. But you also talked about being baptized into, into Jesus. Right, right. So I think for some people, they said, okay, yes, sir, prayer. All right, Pastor Benny, I'm going to pray. But I believe some may think prayer is asking God to remove it from them. Remove this lust, remove this, remove this, remove this. God, take this from me. But I don't believe that's what you're saying. No. And I don't believe that's what the Lord is asking of us in no. prayer. You then brought up being baptized, Jesus. Okay, now. So can you talk about what prayer really looks like and okay. what does a life that's baptized in Jesus look like? Well, being, to be baptized into Jesus would be like taking a piece of cloth into a into into some liquid of a different color, like with with a with a dye, and it comes out with a with the color of the dye. That that's what the word means to be immersed in a in a, in something different. Mm. So we are to be baptized into Jesus, meaning when we come out, we have a different life, a different nature altogether. Mm. Just like that piece of cloth goes into some dye and comes out with that color. So that I think is the key, and that's what Paul talks about in Romans six. He says, we are baptized into Christ. And then he says, don't let sin have dominion over you in that same chapter. Meaning that only the life of Jesus being lived through us really gives us that life of prayer and overcoming temptation. Now, so I, I hope that answers it. That's powerful. Okay. So we, we, we literally are baptized into Jesus. He lives his life through us. Because he's the only one who can really overcome, as he overcame already. So let's let's actually talk about this, okay? Jesus was baptized to identify with us. We are baptized into him to be identified with him. So when he came to the River Jordan and John said, no, no, you know, I'm not going to baptize you. You baptize me. Jesus said, no, no, you have to baptize me. We have to do what is right, what is righteous in the sight of God. That is, I have to identify with humanity, with sinful humanity. Now, when we are baptized into him, we are identifying with his righteousness, uh, mm. with his nature. Now we can say, no. That's what, the, what, what happens. We receive the power to say no. So the devil will have no power over our will. The devil has access to our mind, not power over our will and no authority over our will. That is something very important that I must emphasize. Our minds are still carnal. Yeah. So the enemy has, has access to tempt us, has access to throw thoughts in, 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 in our mind. But he cannot have authority over the will. 
our, our, our own heart, our own will. God has given us his power. That's why it, 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 it says to be clothed with the power of God. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That power is within us. Wow. Because Jesus is within us. Be strong in, in the, the Lord. Lord. That's awesome. Be strong in the Lord, meaning we are baptized in the Lord. We are in the Lord. You're baptized in the water. You're baptized in the Lord. He's literally in control of your life. So now let's go to Hebrews 2 because I want to deal with today how to build that self-defense, how to be ready at all times when those thoughts hit, they're, they're, they're you know, overpowered, they're overthrown, they're gone. So you build that defense in your life. What is that defense? The word. But how do we build it? How do we build it? But let's deal first with Hebrews 2, 17, 18. It says what? Wherefore in all things it behoved him to make like unto his brethren. Yeah, when, when he was baptized, he literally took upon him our identity. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest Thank in things God he pertaining is. Wow. to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them or aid them that are tempted. Exactly. Now, so... The Lord had just had a great experience. Baptized in the, in the River Jordan, God speaks mightily, this is my beloved son, and so on. The devil comes and says, if you're the son of God. Now, Jesus could have very easily said, wait, weren't you there? Didn't you hear God say, I am? He knew you cannot use experience against the enemy. He already had the defense prepared when he said, it is written. It is written. So, but, but let's also deal with this, because I think it's important to, to understand, is why? Why was the Lord tempted? Number one, so the Father will prove to all that Jesus is his son and is sinless and is worthy to be, to be the redeemer. So he was tempted, the Lord allowed, the Father allowed him to be tempted to prove to the world that Jesus is his son by the victory, by his sinless life, and by that worthy to be our redeemer. Number two, so Jesus would identify. He was tempted so he would identify with us in our testings. He would identify with us in our trials in our temptations, and that's what it says here. Likewise, it says, in all things, it behoved him to be, to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. For in that, verse 18, in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he's able to also, uh, you know, help them, those, help those who are tempted. Aid those who are tempted. In fact, rescue Amen. is the word. So let's just let's just talk about some, something else. In, in, in Hebrews 4, verse 16, it says something powerful. I'd like you to read, please. Yes, sir. He, Hebrews 4, 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now let's understand something about the enemy. 
The enemy tempted the Lord when he was hungry. When he was tired. Imagine being weak. 40 days, 40 nights of fasting. The devil will not often tempt us when we're strong in the spirit. When we're walking close with the Lord. Because he knows it's not going to work. He waits till we are weak. And he waited till the Lord was weak. Because he had been fasting. Imagine if that was you. No sleep. No eating. No drinking. In a desert. 40 days. 40 nights. What would our condition be like? Humanly speaking, impossible to even survive. Just in the natural, you can't survive. So think about if, if, if there was ever a time for the enemy to tempt the Lord and he knew when, it was then, and he did. But Jesus did not fail. And since he did not fail, we will not fail because he's in us to win. So back to be baptized into Jesus. Take upon him your nature. Surrender. But also something that is so important. Uh, okay. Let's, let's look at, uh, at Psalm 119, verse 9. And then we're going to look at Proverbs 6. I'm going to have you read a few scriptures. Because what gave him the power to overcome? The word he had known. He had remembered, he memorized the scriptures. So when the devil came at him, he was ready for it. With the word already in his life. When the word already in his heart. He he didn't have to guess what did God say. He said, it is written. So he did not defeat Satan with his experience. He, He defeated the enemy with the word in him. And the problem today is a lot of people just don't read the Bible. So when temptations come, there's no defense against it. How do we build a defense is what I want to talk about with you today. But first, let's see how powerful that defense is. Okay? Psalm 119 verse 9 says what? Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? by taking heed thereto according to thy word. So you can't be, you can't live a a clean life without the word. Now look at Proverbs chapter six. Begin at verse 23, right through 34, and notice the key to all those temptations is the Bible, the word. Look at verse 23, Proverbs 6, 23 says what? For the commandment is a lamp. Ah, the commandment is a lamp. And the law is light. And the law, The word is light. And reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Ah, the word is your reproof for life. To keep thee from the evil woman. To keep you from those temptations that come, whether through a woman or through something else. From the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. Uh Aha. Lust not after her beauty in thine heart. 
neither let her take thee with her eyelids. But wait, he gave us the key first. The key is the word. Yeah. Read that verse 23 again. For the commandments is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Okay, now once he, he establishes this is the key to all victories of all temptations, he starts giving you a list of things you can overcome. Yeah. Number one. To keep thee from the evil woman, and from the flattery of the, of the tongue of a strange woman. Lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. For by but me- you can only do that if the Bible is in you. Mm. You, you, you cannot do that with, with, without what, what he just gave you yeah. and what he just gave us in that chapter. Keep, keep going, please. Yes, sir. For by means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. Yeah. And the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burnt? Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burnt? My mom used to say, don't let fire and gasoline come together. Right. So we, the men, have fire, and women have the gasoline. Be careful. Right, <laughs> right. Okay, did you, did you, did you hear what, what, I, what I said? Men have the fire, and women have the, have the gasoline. Don't get too close. Right. Go, keep, huh? That's, that's wisdom right there. Right. My mom gave me that, that uh, piece of counsel years ago. She said, Benny, be careful. You got the fire in you and the woman has the gasoline. Don't have an explosion. <laughs> said, Mom, that's a good piece of advice. Go, yeah. go ahead. Can a man take fire in his bosom <laughs> and his clothes not be burned? Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burned? Yeah. So he that goeth in to his neighbor's wife, whosoever toucheth her shall not be innocent. Don't go into forbidden territory. Yeah. Remember yesterday, the lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life? Yeah. Yeah. Men do not despise a thief if he steal to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. That's right. But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. But whoso committeth adultery with the woman lacketh understanding. He that doeth he is that doeth it destroys his own soul. Own soul. Mm. Well, you can stop with that. That's plenty of reading about this. But the key, the key is verse 23. Yes, sir. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, That's and it. reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Okay, so I've made my point on the importance of God's word in your life and my life that can keep us from all kinds of, of temptations. Let's look at 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter 5. Yeah, 5 through 11. Very important, very important, okay? I think you know it by, by heart, but now let's put it together with what we are talking about, okay? So 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5 through 11, please. All right. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. So in other words, anyone who's proud will not be given the authority and the power to live that kind of life that God wants us to live. Live because he gives grace to the humble. He gives his part to the humble. Amen. He gives his help to the humble. And then it says what? Amen. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Exactly. That he may exalt you in due time. Keep going. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Keep going. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary... And you cannot do that without submitting to the Lord. Mm. Yes. 
Be sober, be, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Keep going. Whom resistest steadfast in the faith. In the faith, but you can't resist in the faith without the word in you. Yes, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a little while, make you perfect, establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. To him be glory and amen, dominion Lord, forever amen, and amen, ever. Amen, amen. So, temptations come to all of us. And when we are baptized into Jesus and have his nature, he enables us to say no because we have power over the enemy. We, he has no power over our will. He may have access to our head and brain, but he doesn't have any power over our will. We can say no to him and we'd be done with it. But, but remember yesterday what I said, and I showed you from James. When you lock on to that thought and you entertain that thought, because he'll, he'll bring that thought to you, whatever it is. If you lock in, sin is conceived. If you act, death is the result. But Jesus said something powerful to his disciples in the garden. He said, pray that you won't enter. You won't get in there. You won't go any deeper into temptation. So when that thought comes at you, before you lock it in, before you entertain, say, Lord, help me. Lord, 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 Jesus, help me. And he will immediately intercede for you before the Father, and you'll be rescued. Because that's what the Bible says. He's the high priest of our confession. He's the high priest when we cry out. So that, and, and that word confession doesn't just mean that we're saved. Our profession is another translation. It also means when we cry out, he's there. And we just read it in Hebrews 4. So, He's, he's a present help in time of trouble all the time. So when that thought comes at you, and it will, it comes to all of us, thoughts of all kinds, don't entertain it. But if you can't help that, say, Jesus, help me. Lord, help me that I don't look and entertain. And he will help you. He'll get you out of it. But still, you and I are responsible. That's why it's important to repent. And the second we say, I'm sorry, that's when God gives us a way out. Because it says in Romans, he'll give us a way out. But God will not give you a way out till you call on him to give you a way out. We call and say, Lord, help me. I'm sorry. I repent. Wham. We're, we, we, we are free from the thing. Now, the word of God is so key. That's how we build the defense against those temptations. Because if the word is not in us, we have no power against them. So James 4, 7 says what? James 4, 7. Then we're, then we're going to read Titus chapter 2, 11 through 13. But first, James 4 and verse 7. Yes, sir. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Okay. To submit to God means to be immersed in him. Yeah. Like that same word, be baptized into Jesus. We are immersed in the Lord. Put on Christ, and then the flesh has no power over you, it says in the Bible. To put on Christ literally means he is in control. He's living his life through you. He's fighting your battles through you. That's what it means. Titus chapter 2, please. Verse 11, 12, 13. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness... Ah, so read that again, the whole thing. The, 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 the grace of God... The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Meaning it's in us. Teaching and us how, that, when we put on Christ, that grace of God comes into us and gives us the authority and the power to 
deny ungodliness it. and worldly lusts. Correct. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So it's God who gives us the grace to say no to sin, to say no to, to temptation. But we have to be in Jesus. We have to be clothed with Jesus. I know I'm repeating it, but it's so key. No doubt. It's so key. Put on Christ, you'll not fulfill the lust, yeah. the lust of the flesh at all. To put on Christ is the key. But you can't put on Christ without the word in you. It's impossible. If there's no word, there's no putting on. Yeah. You have nothing to use to put on Christ. Right. Yeah. It's like there's the no word part inside of us. Like the word almost the word gives us true vision of Jesus. It's, he is the word. It's amazing. Looking he is for, the word. He reveals himself through the word. You want to ask something quick? It's just powerful. Verse 13 in Titus, in chapter 2, looking for that blessed hope. And the well, you can't see the Lord. You can't even look for the blessed hope and cry, come Lord Jesus, without the word in you. It's impossible. It's beautiful. Okay. Romans 6, 14, please. Romans 6, 14. This, the, these are key scriptures I'm giving you about the power of the word of God. And all you have to do today is get the word in you. And be reminded of the word continually because we forget. God said, put that word on your head, on your arm to the people of, of Israel. Have, have it in front of you at all times. Read it and reread it and reread it and reread it. Because we are we, we're so weak. We, we, we always forget. Yeah. We have to be reminded of what the Bible says. Look, I read the Bible 50 years ago. It doesn't mean that I'm going to remember it from 50 years ago. So I read it over and over and over to keep it fresh in my heart and my mind to let that light keep shining and we live in present truth not old truth I can't survive on old truth because old truth doesn't stay I survive on present truth what God gives me today is what enables me to walk with him today be established it says in present truth be established in present light if we walk in the light as he is in the light meaning we have New light, not old light. Okay, when I got saved, I received an, a revelation. But that revelation was for then. The then revelation doesn't work now in my life. I'm in a different place, and the world is different. Yeah. So I need the word for today, to experience victory today. What God showed me back then was skim milk for babies. What God showed me today is filet mignon for grown-ups. I can't live on skim milk today. Think about your think about your children. Think about yourself. When when you were born, you could not handle meat. Nobody could. As an infant, as a baby, milk. Then you go from milk to, you know, tasting things like whatever that your mom gives you as you're growing. You get a year old and two years old. Now you can chew some stuff. Same in the spirit. You can survive on on old food or old light, or old revelations. We walk in present revelations, present light. So it says if we walk in the light, as he is, not was, is in the light, we have fellowship and God will cleanse us from all sin. Same thing with the word. We walk in present truth. You can't exist on the the Bible you read 20 years ago. You can't even exist on the Bible you read a year ago. You can't even exist on the Bible you read six months ago. You receive present revelation and the bible is in 
a continuous revelation of who, who Jesus is. Please hear this. Please, I, I, I love you so much to tell you that. The Bible is ongoing revelation of Jesus. When I read the Bible e, e, one year ago, six months ago, even three months ago, I didn't see it as clearly as I do now. Now when I read it, like more scales come off and more scales come off and more scales come off because I didn't, I did not realize how many scales we all have. We all have many scales over our eyes, not just one scale. So the more you read, the more scales come off. And the more you read, the more light, the more revelation, and the more power to resist the devil and he'll flee. So important. So Romans 6.14, is that what, what you just read? I didn't read it yet. Yes, let's, let's go. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Yeah, meaning the law now is in you, working in you. Jesus fulfilled that law, and that law now is at work in your life. You, you, don't, you don't need the, the external law. Now the, the, the one within you is working. Jesus is fulfilling it through you. Okay? And, and Romans 8, 37, and then I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. More than conquerors. <laughs> Nay. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, no powers, no things present, no things coming, including all those temptations, no height or depth or any other creature will be able to separate you and I from the love of God, which is in Jesus. In Christ. Hallelujah. In Christ. So that's the way we can love him because when the Holy Spirit fills us, he literally loves Jesus through us. The Spirit of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is Jesus unlimited. He's living in us. Living and living and loving and walking the Word in us and through us. No, the devil cannot touch you. Amen. Only if you let it. You cannot be defeated unless you consent to be defeated. Jesus is our high priest. We cannot be defeated because he is our high priest. And as long as he's our high priest, we cannot be defeated unless we consent to it. Lord, let not one person consent to being defeated. We shall not be defeated. We will not be defeated. We will stand strong in you, Lord, for the rest of our life. You're able to keep us from falling and to present us blameless, blameless, on that day with joy, with joy, for you are wise. We give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, and God's people said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. All is well. All is well. All is well. You will not be defeated. Never, never, never. And I pray this has been a blessing to you. And please share this teaching with your friends. Now listen, before you go. I'm going to ask you to sow seed in the work of the Lord. Help me do what I'm doing. Help me keep going as I'm going. You know, this has become my life for this time in my life, in my age now. You know, I was talking to somebody about a few days ago. I said, you know, I said, I feel my call today is to strengthen the body of Christ. Just to strengthen the body of Christ. Yes, I love traveling. Yes, I love praying for the sick. We have a healing service coming up. On the 23rd, I think, in the, in the next few days. Yes. 
I love it. I love it. It's, it. This is what God called me to do when I was young. Today, there is an added call in my life to strengthen you. To strengthen. Look, we all fight battles. We are all, you know, we all get attacked by the enemy and by people. You name it. We stay strong as the word of God remains in us. That's the key to survival, the scriptures. But now it's time to give. So help me keep doing what I'm doing. Help me keep reminding people of what the Bible says. Yeah. Help me keep strengthening the church of Jesus and the young people that are looking to me today. It's just amazing what is happening with those young people. Absolutely. Huh? I'm one of them. Well, you're one of them. <laughs> I've it's told like, you. Huh? I've told you, if I may. I, I've told Pastor Benny, I would not want to be along by your side in any other point of your life greater than where you are now. Because? You know, the Crusades were amazing. I didn't see them in person. I've only heard amazing stories. And you saw them on YouTube. I saw them on YouTube. And we're digitizing all those things, which you faithful partners have so supported so generously. But just seeing you walk with Jesus in these sweet years of your life, the way you know His Word, the way you love Him with purity and longevity, there's substance. It means something. As a 26-year-old man with aspirations to be trusted as a friend of God one day, I honor you and I promise you there is not a, another time in your whole life that I'd rather be with you. I know I could speak for, the, for Jackson and others, sir. So we love you and thank well, you thank for you. all you who but support I, this ministry. I want to I wanna thank you, Chetty. But I really want to also help the young people today more than I've ever in my life. Yeah. I feel like a brand new call on me to really be there for these amazing young people today. So help me keep doing it, will you? And go ahead and sow seed right now, the platform you're watching me on, where it says donate, you can do that. Or if it doesn't, just go to our website. That's really the, the quickest and easiest. So benhin.org. Or you can simply uh, text BHM 45777. And tomorrow, a powerful teaching. You're going to love it. I'm, I'm not going to tell you it's a secret, but it's coming tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Much love to you. I'll see you again. Bye-bye.